0: This is Lydia Reports on 77 WABC. Here's Lydia Serrani.
1: Before we get to my report that I had scheduled, I just saw a story that came across about like 30 minutes ago. Cops are searching for a man who, uh, you're not going to believe this. This is beyond disgusting. At the East 241st Street Station around 5 o'clock during rush hour, a woman is just sitting there on a bench when a guy comes up to her and smashes a bag full of... Feces, feces into her face.
2: I saw the video. It was gross. It was just it was unbelievable.
1: I, it, I mean, this I is mean, it's psycho. It's sick.
2: The subways are really just, uh, just a hellscape, is what they are. Between uh... that and the woman, the sixty-year-old woman getting, you know, beaten over the head with a hammer, she's in critical condition at Queens Plaza. This particular uh, incident that you're speaking of, uh, Lydia, occurred at the East 241st Street station. The lady was just sitting on a bench and this animal walked by, just walked past her and, boom, smashed all the feces in her mush, and uh, it's really sickening.
1: And he was not a white supremacist, and neither was the hammer attack guy, which they arrested. The other guy... The feces guy—they haven't arrested him yet—but you can see a clear, very, very clear picture oh, yeah. of him on our are. website at wabcradio.com. They, nev- they
0: never are white
1: supremacists, are they? Ever, ever, ever? Yeah,
2: but, ever. but Merrick Garland and Joe Biden said that the the white supremacists are the biggest threat to Americans yes, in did. this country. Yeah, and, uh, and all I keep right. saying
0: it's is the greatest
1: uh, threat facing our democracy. They said yeah. So do the, so the
0: 25 old people that hold up a sign on 96th and Broadway every Friday, uh, begging white supremacists to cop uh, to stop killing black people. When we know, of course, that the, the folks that kill black people are, are black people. So it's um, it's a narrative that is, uh, at this point, it's gross. It's completely untrue. And time after time, as you guys are pointing out, we see the crimes, and they are not white. They're just not white people. They're not. They're
1: they're not white, they're not white people, and uh, I, don't, I don't even know. It's just so disgusting. I, I would pay money to smash bags and bags and bags of feces into this guy's face. That is the most horrible thing. I'd almost rather get slashed. OK, I would rather get slashed or something like that happened to me than somebody to just walk up to me while I'm sitting on the bench waiting for my train. And I've taken this train. At two forty first, I, I just and somebody to just randomly walk up to you and shove a bag nah, of feces into your and, and, face. And let me tell you something: who's going to take the train? No, nope,
0: all well, I am. But uh, but you're right. I, I wanted to take Gabe it's on the train press. yesterday <laughs> 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 to the nickname. But to your point, Lydia, and we're glad we brought you brought this up, me and Bernard, because uh, this is a big deal. And if you go to the website wabcradio.com, dot com dot com, Frankie Diaz with an E right now putting up the story. This is generating a bunch of of emotion trending all over the place. So it's good that you hit this this specific story, feces in the face, right now on WABCradio.com.
1: Oh, speaking of what I wish I could shove feces in somebody's face, Vladimir Putin, if you listen to the former U.S. ambassador, Michael McFaul, he was on Meet the Press and I was watching this. I know you're like, oh, my God, Lydia, what are you doing watching Meet the Press? But I like watching Meet the Press and those type of shows on Sunday morning. It reminds me of like Cats Night and Roundtable. You know, they have these world leaders but this guy. He was speaking some sense here. He's a spe- he's a democrat and yet he's a common sense democrat. And no, the Mc- way Mc- he's talking.
2: Are you sure McCall is a democrat?
1: McFall, McFall. Oh, McFall.
2: McFall. Oh, I'm sorry. McFall, I- I'm
1: sorry. Okay, McFall. Michael McFall, he was the uh, US ambassador to Russia and he says that basically Putin is unhinged. He thinks that this, uh, you're the way we're talking. It's like they've been removed from Swift. They're they're putting all these sanctions, or this and this and this and all these things. He's like, any other leader would have never have done this. Would have never have taken it this far. Would have realized he would have met a lot of resistance. But he said, you're talking about say if Putin was rational when he is completely unhinged. Take a listen to what Mick Fall said.
2: I'm nervous that Mr. Putin has been believing his propaganda for decades. Remember, this guy's been in power for 22 years. Uh, He doesn't listen to his aides. Even when I was ambassador eight years ago, he was very dismissive of anybody around him. He's out at his compound, doesn't come into town very much. And under COVID, he's been more isolated. Yeah, and uh, he's a cornered rat, which uh, I know the uh, nuclear threat that he put it on high alert It's being dismissed roundly. It's just, uh, you know, the ravings of a lunatic. But he does have the missiles, and he is psycho, and he is cornered. Uh, So uh, I wouldn't dismiss it 100%. Now, the the best-case scenario, of course, would be that he gets assassinated, like uh, yesterday. Yeah. That would be terrific, and uh, the world could go on as, uh, you know, well, (laughs) not that it was great last week, but... uh, uh, you know, it could go on anyway without this this war and this all this suffering and the specter of perhaps nukes flying all over the place.
1: A lot of people are like, oh, I don't really care what's going on in Ukraine. How does that affect me? Believe me, it's going to affect you. If you think prices are high now, if you think things are bad now, it's only going to get worse. I mean, yes, we got people getting poop shoved in their faces. And then I posted this video on my Twitter, at Lydia News. If you look at it, L-I-D-I-A-N-E-W-S, you see it's a street in Seattle. It's like The Walking Dead. It's like Penn Station. And this is what's happening to Democratic cities all across the country. I mean, we have our own problems. We need to secure the border. People are getting drugged up because of all the drugs pouring over the border. And we're more concerned, it seems like, our Democratic leaders about pronouns versus keeping people safe and being able to go to and from work. And And I was reading... I'm going off on another subject. So you got Mayor Adams. He says, okay, we're going to take off. Apparently, Corona is going to magically disappear for all New York State kids with the masks on Wednesday. Why they couldn't do it today, I have no idea. Because, well, I do have an idea. It's because this is all political, clearly, right? Because now all of a sudden, magically, corona is going to disappear by Wednesday. But Mayor Adams, he's not saying even Wednesday. He says, we'll reassess. It looks like March 7th. The mo- more UFT, that's the radical faction of the United Federation Teachers Union here in New York. they are talk- I was reading their Twitter. They're talking about walking out, walking off the job if kids are not wearing their masks. Well, that's the,
2: outrageous. The that's,
1: pandemic, it's over. It's over. My, Why Michael, would you even talk like
2: that? That's Michael Mulgrew and these uh, selfish, radical teachers. Look, we used to have a lot of respect for teachers, and for the most part, uh, I think the teachers are still very noble. Yes, good people. The, but, oh,
0: by the way, for the overwhelmingly most part, they are.
2: But the uh, the ones who are you know obsessed or you know so so into the union are uh, really disgusting, and yep. the union chiefs. Yep. I mean. I mean, the, the cruelty, the inhumanity towards these suffocating kids, they're the last ones. You were at the Nick game, said there's nobody wearing a mask at the Nick game. Oh, uh, nobody. You, you go to a classroom. And these poor little kids have to wear this mask, and there's no science behind it. Uh,
0: Gabe actually made that point. He said, Daddy, explain to me why it was. And by the way, there wasn't one seat in that arena yesterday. It was packed. 76 er bands, Nick bands, 18,000 large. Nobody wearing a mask except for the players, which is ridiculous, when they're sitting on the bench. They go in the game. They take the mask off. Two feet to the court. He said, Daddy, why are there no masks, 18,000 people here, but I have to wear a mask at school on Monday? You know, my answer was, I don't know. I don't
2: know. Yeah, well. Selfish teachers unions uh, and the selfish teachers. They
1: want to keep that power. That's all this is about. It's about politics and power and virtue signaling. It's that's all this is has been about for the past two years at this point. Because if they listen to the science, they would say, Okay, when the positivity rate drops to this, we'll do this, we'll do that. It has nothing to do with that. They're setting these arbitrary dates. And look at that. It's on Wednesday that they're gonna lift the mask mandate, coincidentally, the day after the president's state of the union address. Because you're gonna see Biden's going going to declare the pandemic over on Tuesday. This well, has always been about politics.
0: Don't have to worry when I go pick up Ava at the airport on Saturday. I get I did get yelled at by the security guard on Saturday. No, the airports,
2: though no, the airports will still uh, th- they will would still require masks. No, not
0: if Biden says it's over. That's that's a well, federal well, deal. We'll, well see. we we'll CDC
2: I... came out yesterday with new guidelines. Oh, that, they uh, did? Yeah, Remember I believe what they say? I believe the uh, air uh, you know, air transportation hubs and places like that will still still require indoor masks. Ah, see, last I week, believe.
0: Uh, Lona, I think mean, you're right. Last week, Rand Paul said he wanted to uh, do something in Congress to lift them right away. Rand Paul's upset about the air travel thing. So am I. But if I'm sitting at the at the terminal in Kennedy Airport, which I was doing on Saturday for international arrivals, I don't need to be wearing a mask, and the security guard did yell at me.
2: Yeah, it really is so stupid. Well, it's, it's anti-scientific. We know that. Uh, and it, it's just it's, 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 it's enough already. Enough. It is over. And get over it, folks. And stop. If you want to wear a mask, wear it. If not, right.
0: you, you, to you, you, you live want to and let live. You want to be Joy Behar and act like you take the train, that lying person? Uh, then wear it for the rest of your life. Like, listen, there are still tons of people today on a bright, sunny day in New York City on the Upper West Side. There are still, and young people, by the way, not all, young people walking around with masks on. You want to do that, look like a moron, God bless you, leave me alone. Hey, Lydia, that's a great report as always. Thank you so much.
1: So, yeah, tonight, 5 o'clock, Cats at Night, we'll have Bill O'Reilly, and of course, we'll be talking to the biggest newsmakers from around the world about everything that's going on in your own backyard, around the country. What does it mean for your pocket when we'll see gas prices go up? Because, oh yeah, they're going up already. They're, They're already here in New York, they're $4, but they're going to get even higher. So- Hopefully, we can do something about it in this leadership. And uh, we just tell it like it is. That's it. Cats at night, five o'clock with John Katz Matidis. You don't want to miss it.
2: Thank you, Lydia.